been involved in this in some way and has a story to tell. Some may have been in it in multiple ways. Uh, but uh, how how did you how did you pull it off? One thing I saw it was in one of those Hallmark movies. There's a there's a girl who'd been engaged three times and never had actually gotten married. She sort of made it to the altar, but that was about it. By the way, she does get proposed to again and does get married the fourth time. Can't remember the name of it, but it's it's kind of a charming little piece. And one of the things though about that's nice about those movies is they always have a happy ending to them, and there's not bad stuff going on in the world. Uh, I ended up one day watching a lot of Law and Order episodes, and uh, there that's almost the the, the opposite. Uh, uh, but uh, that's the real world, I guess. And the movie, the world I'm watching is a kind of a romantic movie world, but but it, it is entertaining, and it does deal with some real issues, uh, if, even if it may be a little bit uh, of a romantic make-believe. So tell me how you got involved in a proposal. I talked to a lady today. I was sampling, uh, and I asked, asked her if she had uh, ever been married, and I was going to ask her how she was proposed to, but she had never been married, but she said she had been proposed to and, and turned it down. She's let it go on by. I guess I'm, I'm adding this part. She didn't say this, but maybe this wasn't the right guy. Or she didn't want to settle for this guy. But at the point that I was talking to her, she was not married, but she had not been. But she had been proposed to and had, had taken a flyer on it and said, no, no. And probably more no should be said sometimes. But in any event, uh, tell us your story. And it may be that you, uh, you, uh, were told no, and then you uh, came back later and tried again or whatever. Did you get down on one knee? Did you pick out the ring by yourself? I, I, when Mrs. Kearney and I got married, I picked out the ring all by myself. And uh, in, in the end, it was the most difficult uh, kind of decision to do that I did in anything I bought in my life, including my house and my car, multiple cars, because I wanted to get it right. And I think I did, because she's still got it after 50 years and wears it all the time. So, uh, uh, But tell, tell us your story. Uh, and it may be a way of connecting with a memory or something like that. Again, our phone number is 919-860-9783. John, do we have any, any, any indication that anybody is giving us a call on the line at WPTF? No phone calls yet, Tom. Okay. Well, I don't want people to be bashful. I want you to to take the advice of my friends at the Baptist Church who said you should always come on down front and testify. The way you do that on this program is calling 919-860-9783. If you have letters on your telephone, it works out to PWPTF. And just, just we're, we're not fearful. Uh, we're, we're kind, and we'll receive your story. Nobody will laugh unless you want us to, but 997 997-
it be done in a relatively private and quiet place. That is usually just two people, maybe eating dinner, eating a, going out to eat or eating or or being at a uh, romantic site or something, but, but not in a big crowd where everybody is looking at you and where if you do want to say no, you can't really comfortably say that. You It, it feels embarrassing. So most ladies, it said, do not prefer, prefer not to be proposed to on the, on the, uh, John, what is the thing at the, at the uh, ballpark called the? Jumbotron. Jumbotron. That's why, if you wonder what producers in radio and television do, they uh, do things like, John, they fill Tom in when he can't remember the Jumbotron, you know, where you've worked it out with them, and they always like to show stuff like that, and, uh, and uh, you, you don't want to be showcased so that everybody in the, in the Coliseum at the hockey match or the basketball game is, in fact, watching you. So, uh, and so do it in a relatively private place. Uh, I guess the question of do you do it uh, as a surprise or not or, or something planned, uh, and if, if you buy a ring. And the ladies did say they preferred to have a ring, even if you didn't have the ring at hand yet for whatever my 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 brother-in-law and my sister were were dating and were going to get married. And it was the time of it was 1968. It was the time of the Vietnam War, and he uh, he got orders. He had to go, and he didn't have the ring, and he wanted to propose before he left, so he did without the ring. But and my sister accepted him, and they've put in 52 years now. But uh, at the same time, most ladies indicated in the survey that I am talking about that they would prefer a ring of some sort. I guess even if it came out on one of the Hallmark movies, a woman thinks she has to have a ring by spring. That's the name of the movie, and she does not get a ring, and she thinks the fortune teller was right. She's not going to ever get married. And A friend of hers, a guy who really likes her, and she sort of halfway likes, uh, she isn't sure. I give her a box of Cracker Jacks, and she and if and if you're as old as I am and you like to eat Cracker Jacks, you know there is a prize. It's a, usually a bit of inexpensive plastic of some sort, maybe a whistle or a ring, and that's what she found in the Cracker Jacks. And she had, it turns out, uh, gotten a ring from the guy that she would would accept it from, and it was a ring by spring. Nice turn there. Sounds like something Henry would have gone for. But it doesn't have to be if you don't have the engagement ring ready, which is why my brother-in-law, he was having it made up or sized or something. So he did, just didn't have it, and he could not wait. He had to go, go halfway around the world. Uh, so he, uh, I, I don't know what he did. I don't think he actually had a ring. I don't think he found it. He didn't have the advice of the ladies in this survey. So, and. So, uh, it is possible to, to select the ring. Uh, that's one of the reasons for my getting a ring by myself is that you never quite, well, sometimes you don't quite know what the, the, the intended prefers, what they would consider beautiful or striking, something that they would want to have. And so uh, in any event, uh, you but two, two people can go together and, and select it. They don't have to take it home with them right now. One of the callers we had last year when we did this was uh, some people had gone in and kind of sneakily the guy had gotten the, the lady to point out the kind of ring she wanted and et cetera. And then 
he was winking at the jeweler, and the jeweler was understanding what he meant, and he went back later and got it, and they got married. I somehow think, I haven't talked to that guy lately, but I somehow think they didn't stay married, but, but then again, that goes goes with the game, so to speak. 919-860-9783, tell us your story, and you need to be a part of the program, and it will make it uh, make it work a, a little bit better. As I said, I, I was inspired to do this by watching the Hallmark movies. They they show them on the Hallmark Channel uh, most nights and on weekends during the, the year, and starting in, usually in October, they, they play almost nothing but Christmas movies, and each year to the, to the, the set that they already have, they add a few more. I think they're going to add about 25 this year, so 25 that have not been seen before. And uh, they have good production values. Most of them are made in Canada, and uh, they uh, are, are well-written and have good production values. They, 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 they look like they were, they don't look like they were cheaply made, and that they have some, some uh, good actors. In fact, it's one of the things that helps maintain the Canadian uh, motion picture business. Uh, I was watching uh, Kelly and Ryan this morning, uh, and uh, Kelly Ripa is, is the Kelly of that, one of the stars of the talk show, and her husband is uh, 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 an actor who takes part in, uh, in I think, a Canadian soap opera and spends part of his year in Vancouver. Most of the, a lot of the work is done in on the western coast. Columbia, and a lot is done around Toronto in the Canadian film industry. But it gives, it's business. It provides business for the actors. I myself am a particular fan of one of the, the uh, Hallmark Mysteries. It's called Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. And there have been 11 two-hour movies, and they, they are entertaining, and, and uh, uh, well, I enjoy them. And, uh, and uh, it's a pleasant thing because they have happy endings. Uh, so 919-860-9783. Don't be bashful now. Come on down to the front. We'll pause and we'll take this break and we'll be right back. Well, I'll tell you what, John, we'll go ahead. I was going to do this commercial now, but we've only got about five minutes and we may even have to carry Lou over. Lou, good evening. You're on WPTF. Hey, Tom. You're sitting at home on Thursday night trying to figure out who won the election. We do not want to talk about that, by the way. But uh, Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. that on every other channel. Uh, and once you get off, uh, it'll be on your channel again. But um just wanted to call in. Boy, you're getting really mushy tonight, Tom. You, you romantic devil, you. Well, I, I'll admit that I am a recovering romantic, and I say that because it's like being an alcoholic. You never get over it, but you gotta, you can't, you gotta, you gotta not go into bars, so to speak. Like, for instance, if you hear that when Harry Met Sally is going to be on, you don't watch it. Well, we're all touched that your marriage has worked out so well. So I get, I guess you really did do it right. So congratulations. Well, you no, 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 no. Don't be, don't be hard on me. Now you, you sound, sound like you're, you're shooting me down here. And I, I'm just having. Oh no, fun. no, I, I'm, I'm sincere about that. I, I've always thought that, uh, that Mrs. Kearney, uh, I liken her to uh, Mrs. Columbo, the way that you mention her, uh, the way that Lieutenant Columbo would always talk about his wife. Uh, 
on the show there, but um, you know she was never know, on the show, but she had her own program. Yeah, well, I mean, you, Mrs. Kearney isn't on the show either, but we hear about her quite often, and that 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 exemplifies your true love. Oh yeah. But talking yeah. about the Hallmark movies, um, I think they just wrapped one uh, in Wilmington. Now, are you aware of that? And I, I believe it, it's a Christmas movie that will be shown this Christmas on the Hallmark Channel. And of course, they always shoot the Hallmark, or they always shoot the Christmas movies in the middle of the summer and uh, do the fake snow and everybody's got the overcoats on, but they're really sweating. Uh, well, you know, a bunch of the actors, Hades, a bunch of the actors that are, and actresses that are involved in, in, in the uh, Hallmark movies uh, serve some time in Dawson's Creek. And all. I, you know the names of those shows. I didn't watch them. I, because I do this, I don't get to watch much TV at night, and that's just as well. But they're, they're veterans. Uh, there's a woman named Hallie Burton who recently uh, got married, uh, but she lived down there, and she worked in one of those shows. I don't know which one uh, it was, but uh, that, that is, you know, they're... they're oh, yeah, I, I, um, I worked on Dawson's Creek uh, myself down there and uh, and did the Hollywood tours downtown, and there's fans, I mean, that pil pilgrimage to Wilmington just because of Dawson's Creek shooting there and also a huge show called One Tree Hill right. that has a fan base all over the world to this day and they, they all go to Wilmington just to see the locations where it was shot. But um, there's there's an actress that lives in Wilmington, a quite prominent actress who moved to Wilmington after she was the Isaiah Queen in 1999 and that is Sydney Penny. Uh, most people remember her as one of the ongoing stars, longtime stars of All My Children, the uh, beautiful nurse uh, Julia Santos on that show. But she got her start as the teenage, uh, frontier teenage daughter of Michael Moriarty and Clint Eastwood's Pale Rider. And she fell in love with uh, the preacher, you know, Eastwood in that movie. And really, what a fantastic uh, cinematic flash she made at that time, but she went on to star in um, All My Children, but she has also starred in a couple of those Hallmark movies along the way, but she fell in love with Wilmington and has just has lived there ever since um, the early 2000s, so. I guess but, it's possible, yes, and uh, I mean, no, people, people fall in love with places for different reasons, so on a, I'm just sorry the industry sort of, you know, didn't. Well, it's had to, to pull back some, I think, as far as Wilmington's concerned. I think when they when they did away with the tax, uh, uh, whatever you call them, uh, the incentives. Yeah, incentives. it's coming back to a certain extent down there now. Of course, the pandemic's put everything on hold. Will you do me but a favor? But they did manage to get that Hallmark movie shot. Do me a favor but, or whatever. We need to stop and check the news. This is one of those fixed breaks. Will you hold on for a while and come back? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Okay, thanks, thanks Lou. Uh, WPTF time is uh, 9.30. 9.33 is See, what is the date of today? 3, 4, 5. It's November the 5th. I've had trouble all this year. 2020 is going to be a complete washout for me, just keeping up with the day on the calendar. Of course, my recent incarceration in the, in the uh, medical establishment uh, kind of screwed me up on that. Lou, are you still there? And 
Yeah, Tom, still here. And um, to the point of your you know, trivia tonight, or rather your uh, nostalgia tonight, um, the story I've got, and not so much about the proposal, uh, but uh, everybody says I've got a great story of how I met my wife. And um, ah, I was, living, yeah, yeah, I was living in New York, um, and one of my favorite places to eat lunch was this hole in the wall up around 110th and Broadway, and it was called Rainbow Chicken. And they had the most delicious uh, Tunisian-style grilled chicken, a fabulous. I don't know if I've ever had chicken that good anywhere else. But I had just gone in and had a bite to eat, and I walked back out on Broadway, and it was a sunny day, beautiful day, springtime, and uh, warm. And in the midst of the crowd walking up Broadway, I noticed this uh, attractive young woman wearing a tank top, and on the tank top, said Topsail Beach, okay, that's one of my old coastal stomping grounds, Surf City, Topsail. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, I had to go and, and say something, and if, if she hadn't been wearing that shirt, I would not, certainly have not approached her, but I did, and I just walked right up to her and just said, Topsail Beach, you know, in New York City, there, there she is, Topsail Beach shirt on. I thought she must have been a, you know, a New Yorker that vacationed there, Turned out, she was from Charlotte, and uh, we uh, commenced to, uh, you know, get together quite often, and, and it led to marriage. And, um, and if she hadn't been wearing that Topsail Beach tank top, you know, it would have never happened. So everybody really kind of likes that story, and so I just thought I would voice that towards your um Well, I'll put that know, in the bag and make that a... of the night. I'm going to put that in the bag and make it uh, a subject one night because I, I think I sort of believe in what I call the Some Enchanted Evening Theory. I don't know if you know South Pacific, but uh, you, know, you look across the room and you see a stranger across the crowded room, which is what you just did, you see. Uh, yeah, yeah, except it was out in the in the beautiful sunny day. You know, you, you, I think I can remember how bright the sun was and, and how... The breeze felt, and uh, everything about that day was just, uh, you know, uh, you're, monumental. You're a romantic fool, too, you see? You're oh, just, yeah. By the time. way, I want to let you know, I came across a, a beautiful print, a photograph of um, old Bob Milton's barbecue uh, that Bugs Berenger took a photo of the, them serving up the uh, pounds of barbecue at the counter there at Bob Milton's on the river down here. I guess the... The, the photo dates back to probably uh, mid-50s, it looks. And I got a nice laminated print of it uh, ordered, and uh, it's going to be quite a prize for uh, barbecue connoisseurs like you and me. So uh, well, I'm while to getting that. We talked about barbecue a lot and, and when I first started. Well, we I started working at WPTF in 82, but one of the friends I made was Mike Braley, who is from Rocky Mount. Actually, he's from Nashville. But he thinks Rocky Mount, you know, where you live, is a suburb of Nashville. And he took uh, Tony Rigsby and I and a guy named Dave Chase down to Bob Melton's. I had never been there. I had been to uh, Bullock's, and I had been to the barbecue place that the baseball ex-baseball player had. I can't think of his name. Buck Overton's. Yeah, uh, Overton's. Uh -huh. Yeah, Overton's. Yeah, I, when 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 Goldsboro played Rocky Mount when I was in high school, the after the the. The after-the-game meal was uh, family-style at, at Buck Overton's, and 
That's the that fried place. chicken around. Nobody could ever beat Buck's fried chicken. That oh, it was uh, everything crust. on that plate, and you got to eat as much of it as you want. And I actually paid him off one night because I was the team manager, and it was a dollar a person, I think, is what we had to pay for all that stuff. What a deal. Uh, what a deal. That's exactly. but, 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 you know, unfortunately, Rocky Mount has uh, really it's lost Overton's, and, of course, uh, the hurricane... Uh, Floyd finally took Melton's off the river down there. Yeah. They had dealt with flood after flood anytime the river would rise, and then finally Floyd did it in. But Bob Melton it was the king of them all. I mean, he, he popularized Eastern-style barbecue. He started cooking it down there on the river in the 20s, and by the 40s he had made it into the state dish uh, pretty much, Eastern-style, that's well, for sure. When I was young, in the early 50s, when I was in Graceville and high school, there was this, you've just contributed to the eternal battle between Goldsboro and Rocky Mount about who had the best barbecue, and the, the two newspaper editors, uh, I don't know the name of the Rocky Mount telegram editor, but the Goldsboro News Argus editor was a man named Belk, and they, and of course it was friendly, but about who had the best barbecue, and uh I'll tell you, I've never met a plate of barbecue that I didn't like. I'm just, <laughs> well, I do believe nowadays uh, you tilt towards Wilson and certainly Goldsboro as the mother load of uh, great pulled pork. Uh, not so much Rocky Mount anymore, but Rocky Mount used to be oh, yeah. the barbecue was, capital of the world. Well, I can tell you, when we went to Buck Overton's, it was worth it. I, I, I was a believer. There are those people who insist, of course, that you need to go to the Sky, Skyline Grill in Aden. That's too. true, too. Yep. Best so, barbecue sandwich you can find is is at a Skylight Inn. But uh, anyway, I, I hope I can uh, make room for at least one more uh, romantic uh, story. And so I'll uh, clear the line for you, buddy. And um, keep on, uh, you and Mrs. Kearney, keep, I know you'll keep the romance kindled. And I just keep uh, around you. Dunn, North Carolina. Isn't okay, that right? Okay, just. Just don't be too sarcastic now, though. You, you've got a you've got a record around around my house as a nice guy. I've got I've kept almost every piece of mail you've ever sent sent me, including the one with David Garraway's picture on it. Uh, yeah, the beginning okay, of well, today's show. But I'm gonna have to just throw, throw this stuff out. I'm gonna just say this guy was bad mouthing me and my wife tonight, and so. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know I was being sarcastic, but I guess you know you denoted some 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 hint of. I mean, when you talk about marriage, I mean you can't be complete. I mean, I found out everything I ever needed to know about marriage when I got married. My my dad used to. He was a preacher, and one of his favorite jokes in the pulpit is "Love is blind, but marriage is a real eye opener." Well, I I don't I don't doubt what you say at all, but. Uh... <laughs> I need to keep the wheel rolling on this program here is what I need to do. And you, okay, you, buddy, you keep it rolling. Bye-bye. Keep <laughs> on care. the tracks. Bye. Lou from Rocky Mount. Now, what we are actually talking about tonight, and I enjoyed that conversation. I always enjoyed talking to Lou. And we're, we're, we're ready to stray off the line a little bit uh, vis-a-vis the topic. Uh, we're not going to throw any callers off who, in fact, want to talk about what the topic is for tonight to to wander in the fields as Lou and I were just doing, having a good time. But at the same time, I have, I have, been, I had an idea today. I actually started having it yesterday, and when I was meditating on what shall we do for our nostalgia program Thursday night, and la- I remember that last year, it was just about a year ago that we did a a, uh, a couple of programs over a, a month period uh, where we 
entertain the question of, uh, well, I've been watching those Hallmark movies, and in every one of them there's always a scene where the guy, toward the end, they finally resolve their difficulties, because those are formulaic. Usually, uh, they usually last two hours, and about an hour and 30 minutes in, when things are really rocking along good, something happened. You see the, 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 uh, the, she see, he sees her kissing another guy, or something intervenes, or she doesn't want to go go to New York with him, or whatever, and they are broken up or almost broken up for a while, but they get back together, and a lot of times he's down on one knee with a, with a ring box, and he's proposing to her, and I thought, and this is what I thought last year, and we had a, a couple of good programs where we talked about how individuals in our audience, they told us how they had, in fact, proceeded to get themselves engaged. One of the questions that, that has come up is, uh, and if you guys out there want to respond to this, did you ask her father for his permission? Is that how old-fashioned is that? And uh, do, did you do it? I, I uh, did not do it because I, I was, I don't know that I was thinking about that. I, I, I was a little bit older. I wasn't a teenager anymore. I was, I was 26. But maybe, maybe I should have done that because I tend to be old-fashioned and conservative in that way. But 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 is there anyone out there who will, will will own up to doing that? Who will say that's what I think you should do? You know, uh, and because that sometimes that was in the old days the opportunity for, to the father to say no, you may not marry her. I don't like you. I think you're a bum, or something like that. Uh, uh, but in any event, uh, what we're looking for is the insides of how you got through the process of getting engaged and getting married. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Why don't you queue up and uh, put that means to get in line and, and tell your story. We've got room for a couple of callers to tell their story tonight, and I would hate to go away empty-handed. We've had some good conversation, but I'd like to have at least one call along those lines. 919-860-WPTF. We'll be back. Weather forecast. Your eye on the hurricane. Well, it's a tropical depression. It has been a hurricane, and it may be one again. But uh, WPTF weather is a good good thing to hang on to. And the question of what it's going to do over the rest of this week and into the first of next week is is going to be interesting. And apparently, there are lots of possibilities. And of course, keep up with the news. I need to tell you before we go back to talking. And if you have a story about how you got engaged. Did you go down on one knee? Did she know it was going to happen? Or was it a surprise? Did you talk about it beforehand? Did you uh, talk about what kind of ring you would get and whether there would be a ring, etc.? Tell us your story, because that's what we need to make this this idea work. 919 is our area code, A six zero nine seven eight three. In the meantime, uh, uh, I want to talk to you about servicing your car because you need to know that uh, your cycle of service is important. Your cycle of service begins the month that you buy your car. That cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes. At King's Auto Service, they will schedule your service interval based on the cycle, that is, in relation to the time you buy the car and how many miles you drive it. For those of you using synthetic oils and driving uh, limited miles, and that would include me. You may want to go months past the normal service interval based 
on uh, the, the miles that you've driven or not driven in this case, and you'll need to schedule your service two or three times a year rather than, than the more often that probably the owner's manual would, would suggest that you need. During, you need to bring your car in and, and have it checked uh, and uh, establish what your service interval is. During your service, Kings will check wipers, belts, tires, and transmission fluid levels. For those who are currently driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at Kings will be able to uh, refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer would be able to do it. That needs to be done, by the way, usually at about 150,000 miles. Call Kings tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Kings Auto Service and Kings Correct Loop with uh, an associated inspection station, state inspection station. You can get it all done at one place is what I'm telling you. Are easy to find. They're at 1039 North West Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Tom Kearney here. Uh, the time's 9.51. We've got time to take one more call at least. Uh, John, is there anyone on the line out there? No calls, Tom. Okay. Well, it was an idea, and we've been trying some different and uh, hopefully unusual ideas lately. And the topic tonight, and I think I will come back to this, because one of the things about being on the radio at night is you can never tell who's going to be listening. And so, uh, but uh, I got inspired and was nostalgic for the, the kind of world in which uh, the kind of old-fashioned values of uh, how, do you, how do you get married. I'm, I'm the kind of person, for instance, who would never really go for the, uh, the Las Vegas experience, the, the drive-through chapels and getting married at 2 a.m. while you're really drunk, uh, that, that kind of thing. Uh, in fact, one night we did uh, one of these programs, and uh, I asked a question about uh, Dillon, South Carolina, and, and I wasn't counting on getting an answer, but in fact, I did get an answer, and the answer was about why Dillon, uh, South Carolina, what did it have in common with, say, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada? And uh, some will remember, when I was young, I know it was, it was the place that you go, you went to get married if you were in a hurry, because they didn't have a waiting period. I don't think they had a blood test. You could go. In fact, a guy called up that night who had been in the military, and he'd come home, and he, he and his girl wanted to get married, and they drove down to Dillon, South Carolina. I think you probably would go down 301, which was the predecessor to I-95. And it's Dillon is right across the border. That's it's handy for that purposes. He drove down. Uh, they got up Sunday morning and went down and drove to Dillon. They got married and came back and uh, uh, I suppose had their honeymoon. And the next day he went back to his military service. But I'm, I'm sure I remember that some of my relatives may have uh, have gone there. My grandmother I think had a sister uh, who uh, lived. Uh, in a place near Dillon. Uh, I'm not quite sure exactly what the name of it was, but, uh, but it was interesting putting out that possibility and then having a call from somebody who had, in fact, done that. But it's, it's interesting to me, customs, and the way people do things about something like getting married and whether you, you follow the custom. Do you have to get down on one knee? You know, that kind of thing. Do you have to ask 
the father for the lady's hand. Well, I, as I said, I forgot to do that, or didn't know I was supposed to do it, I suppose. But everything else, I think, I got down on one knee, and it was just the two of us, and she accepted the ring, etc. Now, there you go, Lou. Lou would say, Tom, you're talking too much about Mrs. Kearney again. But uh, not really. Uh, it uh, it worked out. But sometimes it doesn't work out. <laughs> and uh, anyway, along the way, it, it is it's something to, to reflect on and to be nostalgic about. Uh, uh, a good way to, to recall some history. I did not mention it at the end of the last segment or in connection with the break, but uh, Dr. Mike Walden, will be our guest on Monday night. It's time for the month of November's visit from Dr. Walden, who is a professor of economics at North Carolina State University and has been our guest for a little over the last 30 years. So once a month, every month, uh, he's on with us, and he up- upgrades us, updates us on the state of the economy. And he will be here on Monday night. And on Wednesday night, our military historian, Dr. Joe Cadell, will be here. Uh, Veterans Day is Wednesday, November the 11th. It used to be called uh, Armistice Day because it was the day that the armistice was declared uh, in <clears throat> World War One, And uh, it was the day that, uh, when I was small, I can remember walking down Center Street in Goldsboro. It would be called the Main Street in most American small towns. And if you were in England, they would call it the High Street. And... Uh, Ladies would be selling poppies. They would be artificial poppies, I think, but they would be to raise money for servicemen's relief or something like that. And they reflect back on a poem that has to do with the, with the poppies in Flanders Fields. You'll want to go get your anthology of great American poetry and, or, or go to your, your, uh, your uh, computer and, and look up that poem and, and so on. But uh, the, the war began... Uh, uh, or ended on uh, uh, November 11th in 19, 1918. And we're going to talk about the war some on a Wednesday night with uh, Dr. Joe Cadell. And uh, well, I didn't mention it, but on Friday night, that is tomorrow night, we're going to have uh, Friday night trivia. I'm not sure exactly. It probably will be musical trivia, I think. Last two Friday nights we've had trivia that related to horror movies and Halloween. And pretty soon it will be time to to try to get you to think about the movies that help you relate to Christmas. And, and we'll be having that for you here on WPTF also. <clears throat> and so that's what's coming up. Well, we'll try this again sometime and see if uh, if uh, uh, the question of marriage and how marriage takes place and how uh, proposals take place and what is desirable. Uh, I enjoyed uh, doing the research on it and particularly enjoyed uh, the the things that uh, to learn uh, from surveys they've conducted, what the potential bride likes and dislikes and would, would rather not happen to them. And uh, so that was tonight's program. Tom Kearney, the Tom Kearney Show, every night through Monday, Monday through Friday from uh, 9 until 10. We'll be back tomorrow night with trivia for Friday night.